0: listener, sorry if there's any extra background noise in this one. It is the hottest month of the year here in Australia, and that means that, uh, last check, the weather is 30 degrees Celsius at 99% humidity, which is around 98 eagle degrees and just shy of rain. Weather situation comparable to Florida's armpit. You could say, why not turn off the air conditioner while you record? And my answer to that is no. No.
1: She's going fast today. I'm
0: all of the Disney Animated Canon movies, including this one, which is the third one released in the year 2000 alone. <laughs> well, I'm sure that
1: didn't have any impact on quality or budget.
0: To get this many movies deep at the start of this, we had to jump across two wars. Anyway, we watched the year 2000's The Emperor's New Groove, a movie full of nothing, signifying nothing.
1: I feel like more than any of the movies we've watched so far, you know if you like this movie or not. We watched The Emperor's New Groove, aka Hercules 2. Ooh, Hercules 2, this time it's gay. We watched The Emperor's New Groove, a- aka Uncle Walt's Wacky Races. <laughs> we watched The Emperor's New Groove, aka We Know You're Here for Kronk, that's why the sequel's about it. We watched The Emperor's New Groove, aka Earth Kid Can Still Get It. <laughs>
0: Yes, um, hey Fox. do you want to do the plot in 60 seconds?
1: Shit, it's my turn. Yeah,
0: you got one of the hard ones.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, actually, I don't know if I did, actually. Yeah, that's not fair. You didn't get one of the hard ones. You got one of the ones that would be hard to do
0: properly, but it's such a wank.
1: Alright, 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 alright,
0: alright. By the way, your time starts now.
1: Okay, the emperor's name is Cusco, and he is an asshole. The emperor's evil vizier is named—I've forgotten her name. That's a good start. Anyway, uh, she tries to kill him with the help of her beefy hunk, who is dumb. Uh, but they accidentally turn him into a llama instead. Uh, He requires the help of a simple, good-hearted peasant man to get home.
0: But unfortunately, all they have on hand is John Goodman.
1: (laughs) Very nice John Goodman, it seems. Uh, Anyway, so John Goodman agrees to help him, despite realizing that he's almost definitely lying about not trying to vaporize his village to build a palace, casino, waterslide park. I forget. Something like that. Anyway, there's a hell of a lot of slapstick, and we are informed that eventually, uh, our our emperor has learned to be a better person. Uh, and, uh, our, our two villain characters survive, and everybody's very pleased about that, because really, that's what you came for. Uh, I feel like that's about it. Did I miss anything? There's an awful lot of slapstick.
0: This movie has less of a plot and more of congealed hijink.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is a lot of hijink. This is a road trip movie, but not even a Disney road trip movie, no. like a well, Looney Tunes road trip movie. This, this movie
0: got a animated half-hour sh- uh, series uh, that ran for three years, and I think that's kind of like, this movie is the platonic ideal of that. It did? Yeah, there were three years of... Uh, the Emperor's New School.
1: School? Oh. Yep. I never knew about this one. I knew about the Hercules show, but yep. I, I missed the memo on this one. Honestly, good choice. This is better suited to that than it is to a movie, and better suited to that than most of the other Disney movies they tried to make into TV shows, which honestly didn't go great.
0: Yeah. Uh, got anything for the double take or any pre-existing relationship?
1: I did not see this in theatres. This is when the shine was very distinctively coming off the Disney brand for Young Fox. Uh, you know, I wasn't totally out, but I was not in for this. This didn't look very good. And I still, in retrospect, despite how much a lot of people enjoyed this, I feel I made the right call. Uh, Definitely at the time. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Let's see.
0: I got this as an MP4 from a friend, amongst a collection of other pirate media, and uh, my experience my experience of that trade was genuinely transformative because I also got given the first two seasons of Arrested Development.
1: <coughs> he was given this completely legally by a friend who acquired legal media and gave it to their friend legally. Oh, Thank oh, you.
0: yeah, and then I deleted it forty eight hours later.
1: Oh, that's okay, then. I <laughs>
0: think you still literally have exactly those files. Oh,
1: probably. <laughs> I never delete anything. Uh, this movie
0: is a dry fart amongst wet ones.
1: <laughs> I do have a double take. Yeah? Uh, Because the first time I saw... Su- okay. After the dynasty, Kronk leaves carrying a sculpture of a llama, or so I would have thought. Yep. And only years later, having found out about this from fucking Archer, that's where I saw it. In now I understand that this is a reference to a very strange thing that American restaurants sometimes do, where they put your doggy bag in a foil-sculpted swan. Yes. Which is the strangest (laughs) fucking thing I've ever heard. But now I know why he had what appeared to be a very small piñata with him when he left the restaurant.
0: And and that's one of those... That's one of the things about this movie's sense of humor that makes it... Like, I can understand why people love this movie, because if you don't like the joke they're telling, blink, seven more are coming. (laughs)
1: This is correct. I mean, my my main problem with this is not that I don't like the joke that they're telling, but I don't like the style of humor very much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rapid fire, sort of Marx Brothers-y, almost, at its best moments. And it's just not a style that ever did anything for me.
0: I, I get what you're saying there. I apologize if I pull the face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's why I added at its best.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, like, this is like if I describe something as... A web page around you. Your reaction would probably be something like, "That's the least helpful, the least specific way to describe that talent." Um, but yeah, you're
1: saying that all humor is Marx Brothersy. The, the,
0: their influence is pretty strong <laughs> if you speak English. But but rather, but like, yeah, you know, I get what you mean when you say that. There's definitely that rapid fire back and forth patter that they liked a lot, um, and even if the way that they handle it in this movie. Yeah, it's like, well, I wouldn't call it Marx Brothers, and I've watched more Marx Brothers. Well, that's not fucking helpful, and for most people, what you just said makes complete sense. <laughs> Want to do a real quick trip through the ice storm?
1: Ah, uh, sure. Get surprisingly little to to mm. deal with in this movie, really.
0: This is kind of how I would have expected the year 2000. Like, I would have expected them to get to this level of, oh, well, that's not particularly bad much earlier. But like, congratulations, it's the year two thousand. <laughs> You're not terrible.
1: Oh, hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have another sort of Aladdinish mm-hmm. uh instance of uh ostensibly doing a movie set in in a non white uh historical culture that is now completely filtered through the lens of America. Christian America like, no less. It's super duper American humor. Yeah. Uh, in, like, I mean, we've got fucking Junior Woodchuck references. And...
0: Yeah, like Boy Scouts.
1: Oh, right, Junior woodchucks are the existing reference Disney made to- what? Yeah, what? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um. The other thing is, Kronk has a shoulder angel and demon. Oh, yeah. Which is, that's fantastically Protestant. Yeah, yeah, uh, And Eartha Kitt's Yzma. That's her name, by the way.
1: That's it!
0: Uh, is, like, the idea of Yzma finding herself attractive is treated as horrifying. But also, body type, like, phenotypically, Yzma is, like, the most attractive woman in this thing.
1: Ah.
0: Oh, wait, no! There's all the line of, of, of no names. I forgot about those.
1: There's fucking Pacha's wife. Yep. She's smoking hot. Yeah, fair enough.
0: But the point is that, like... Yzma is modeled on supermodel style sheets. Yeah, okay. And I I can say that as a fact. That's not me going, I am extrapolating this from what I see.
1: No, no, you're right. But in the sense that, uh, like, supermodel supermodels look dangerously skeletal and upsetting to people who aren't fucked in the head fashion designers. But
0: otherwise, the point being that this movie does milk a lot of comedy out of Old lady thinks she's attractive? It does, yes. Old lady cares about her appearance! That's funny, because she's old! And the, um... You know, there's some general stuff about Pacho's body and being communicated as, like, he's nice and he's fat and those things tend to go together. Even though there's no reason for him to be nice when he's nice, like, he puts up with a lot of shit from Cusco with no good reason.
1: He doesn't! I I don't think that's fat typing though, because he doesn't get any of the... Gross, clumsy, incompetent, uh, there, cowardly.
0: A, there is a fair bit of the, uh, of the um, clumsy in the ways that he hit. Like, when, when you consider like slide down, you get a great big bulgy butt at the bottom. There, there is some stuff. I'm not saying they they hit the hammer pretty hard, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to pretend that there's
1: nothing. I specifically disagree about the bulgy <laughs> butt, because it wasn't bulgy butt, it was like muscular ass from when he was climbing the wall. Eh, fair enough. Uh, like it was only shown in a moment of athletic uh, display, which is the opposite of what what us fatties normally get.
0: And we got a big old homophobic. Oh, but you kissed me. Oh, yeah. In the resuscitation, which like that wasn't funny when it first showed up.
1: It's dumb. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, it's definitely the worst part. It's very easy to forget about everything in this movie. Like, nothing (laughs) sticks very hard. It's true. It's true. I guess there is a whole scene about cross-dressing as well. but Yeah, but they don't harp on it. They don't. Much like uh, Parcher being fat, uh, at no point is the cross-dressing the the aspect of the comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very... Tame as these things go. So, like I said, lightning round through the ice store. I said pretty much covers it.
0: That's it. If we're moving on from the ice door, you know what comes next.
1: What does come next?
0: Animation and making.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Ah uh, God. <laughs> this is such a boring movie to me in many ways.
0: Well, you know what I. You know what, Fox. I knew that, I came prepared for that because you know what I know. You love. Much more than most of these movies. <laughs> it's juicy bullshit about how they got made.
1: I i mean, there's got to be a story behind this, right? It's such a weird fucking non-Disney thing. And they did get burned a bit on Hercules. So, I wouldn't have thought they'd willingly make a second Hercules. But I guess this is only a couple of years afterwards since they churned three, three fucking animated canon movies out in 2000.
0: So, what I want... To- to anchor back to, because you being an animation nerd, this is all pertinent to you. If I said this animation felt a little Hanna-Barbera to me, does that track for you? (laughs)
1: Uh, No. I associate Hanna-Barbera animation with being generally lifeless and robotic. Uh, Like, things, lines, change as little as possible. Mm -hmm. And to make up for that, we pivot parts. Uh, And this doesn't feel like that at all. I mean, a lot of the animation in this is really good. It's just incredibly cartoonish.
0: Think think directorally. Think about how many times you saw a sequel to it, one thing in the frame is moving.
1: Director I'm saying who is directoral? I don't oh, understand, Talon. <laughs> <Alan.
0: laughs> directorally. If I said this felt like yeah, I had a bit of
1: barbaric. I you know what? Yes. Uh blocking, it's incredibly simple. A yes. lot of the backgrounds are barely there. We've talked about the comedy songs in the past and how the the uh scenery tends to completely drop out and we just get like gradients or like one sort of set piece and then there's a gradient, and that is everywhere in this movie that's uh, not like explicitly in the jungle.
0: One example of what I was looking for of this like remarkable Hanababera style, you know, where can we save the animation? was the sequence with the Squirrel and Cusco and the Panthers, where there's all these sleeping Panthers around Cusco, and he makes a noise, uh, and the panthers don't wake up, and he points at the squirrel, and then it cuts to an inset of Cusco going, ha! And that's when the panthers are suddenly up. So no one had to animate those lying down panthers into standing up panthers. It was standing up panthers coming in off the bottoms of the side of the shop.
1: You know what? I did think of those as being like jump cuts for the sake of comedy. Yes, absolutely. But...
0: Well, here here is my... Uh, Medium is the message, cart before the horse, all this kind of bullshit circling in on itself. If I said this movie to me when I was starting on this room, on, on this watch, looks cheap, does that strike you as reasonable? Looks cheap seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. You didn't start with that. You started
1: yep. with specifics.
0: Yep, yep. When Hanna-Barbera were doing their thing, fast jump cuts, minimal action, allowed for only a limited type of storytelling. You can't do high drama the same way as you could with, say, punch-clock, slapstick comedy. Impacts and whatnot can be used to cover a multitude of sins as well. I have a... I, I went into this with a hypothesis after I noticed this, that this movie got made in a rush, and they made it a comedy so that it was cheaper and faster to make,
1: and that's why it felt like wacky racist to me. That was my hypothesis. I think we already kind of know that that's true, because the sto- I know that part of the story of this movie is that originally it was a lot more serious in tone, and it was a love story, and Archer yeah. was a female llama herder. Uh,
0: so this movie started production in 1994, and it's the crew who were working on Lion King. Wow. But you are completely correct. It was originally going to be, under the oversight of a guy called Roger Allers, a movie called Kingdom of the Sun, based on the 1894 adventure novel of the same name. I thought that name was kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. That is Edgar Rice Burroughs' stuff, um, and and it is unfortunately also as those novels go, white man invents explanation for Inca's stuff. So you know uh, about about less respectful than Tintin levels. <laughs> so the first version of the narrative was going to be a Prince of the Pauper style thing, where the emperor found that he had an identical twin who was a peasant. And they would swap identities. And there was, the Emperor was still going to be voiced by David Spade. Mm-hmm. But the pauper was going to be
1: voiced by Owen Wilson. So, hmm. No, I can't really see those voices coming out of identical characters. That just doesn't work for me. Nope. Uh It was going to be
0: a romantic comedy, but also a wild action adventure thing. Uh, and it had not one, but two more named ladies in it. Goodness me. Uh... Pachu was still going to be there, just not as the same role. And um, the, there was going to be a llama herder that the Emperor falls in love with and the Emperor's fiancée, who the pauper falls in love with. because, As you do. Yeah, you know, obviously. The economic hit Disney took over Pocahontas, followed by the economic hit they took over Hunchback, made them reel back in on this for the, um, the scope. They basically said, look, wait, wait, these... These high concept, big, visually impressive Vista style movies aren't working. We need to stop doing them. Unfortunately, this has happened after they've flown all the animators to Machu Picchu for a month.
1: Now, when we say the economic hit they took, what we mean is not continuing the trajectory of yes. Beauty and the Beast of and Lion King.
0: Yes. The the fact that Lion the fact that Pocahontas didn't win Oscars and It did win Oscars, but... Sorry, it didn't win all the Oscars. It didn't yeah, okay. win Best Picture. That was the thing that, um, that Katzenberg, or Eisner, I think at the time, was really going for. But the point is that, basically, because it didn't live up to completely unreasonable expectations, those two movies took hits and they were taken out on Kingdom of the Sun. In 1998, the whole project got shelved for a bit and Roger Allers left to do other projects and has written a book about the process of not making this movie. Uh, and it, it's really heartbreaking. Uh, during this time, the character of Cusco was given his name Cusco because it was originally Manko. And if you're okay. Japanese and you'll hearing me say that, I'm sorry, I know that's rude.
1: Why would it be Japanese?
0: Uh, it, it's just, it's a Japanese swear word. And Disney, oh. and Disney were like, we can't name a character a swear word. Find hmm. a new name. And then we get to the music. And why we know all this stuff.
1: What, what fucking music? There's two songs in this and they're the same song. Kingdom of the Sun had eight songs written for it. <sighs> by Sting. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, they got Elton John for the Lion King. You that wouldn't in have
0: thought that would make any, any sense. That is, in exact example.
1: They
0: said, we need did, we did Elton John. We want Sting to be our second Elton John. And we think he could do a great job. And Sting said, okay, deal. But... My partner, actually, I think he calls her his wife, but whatever, uh, is a documentarian. And one Ooh. of the terms of me doing this is she has to be allowed to make a documentary about the making of this. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I thought that was going to be, she has to sign off on a certain amount of responsibility <laughs> in filmmaking of ancient culture. Through whatever was gonna go. Oh, no! Oh, no!
0: What, what, don't worry. We're going to get there. We are, in fact, going to get there. So Sting's partner made a documentary about it, and that's why we have a whole bunch of this information. Sometime, around, sometime after the shelving, the movie got pulled off the shelf and they started working on it again. Uh, but Sting's music had already been written for it, and they started to have conflicting needs. A bunch of different talent who'd been signed on were quietly shipped to other things or just dropped out entirely, like Owen Wilson just didn't care.
1: I imagine at that point in time Owen Wilson was not going to sit around and wait for you to make your movie. Mm -hmm.
0: The whole project got renamed The Emperor's New Groove because briefly it was going to be a retelling of The Emperor's New Clothes, Uh which obviously it's not and has nothing at all to do with the title, except in the most basic way.
1: It's almost like they shoved in those bits about you ruined my groove and whatnot to Mm -hmm. at least kind of make it make some kind of sense.
0: The ending of the movie was originally going to be that Kuzco, upon realizing that he had in fact, you know, chosen a butthead way to build his amusement park, instead built the amusement park one hill over, with an animated scene of them deforesting the rainforest to put up the amusement park. Mm -hmm. And Sting threw hands about this. (laughs) He said that if you do this, I'm out, and I'm taking all of my songs with me. And at that point, what he meant was, both of my
1: songs with me. My one song that is both of the songs. Take it out with me. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's. I mean, whatever. He may be pretentious, but he did the right thing. That yeah, was and, a stupid ending.
0: And that's why they changed the ending to be less about deforestation. But the thing is, at this point now, this movie is the skeleton of a skeleton. This movie wound up being so ragged by the end. The animation process started late
1: 1999. <laughs> That's not long I have to make an animated movie. For
0: a movie that released in December 2000.
1: <laughs>
0: this led to a contentious uh. argument amongst types of animators because of the kind of work that they were being called upon to do, with the mm. specific note from the people. Hey, hey, hey Fox, you know what cleanup artist means? Yeah. Yeah. So, what if I told you the cleanup artists were the ones finalizing the character designs in September?
1: Yikes! Wait, finalizing the character? That's a different job entirely. that That's like, you're not a character designer. It-
0: the, the cleanup artists were negotiating with one another final changes to character designs while doing cleanup. Hang on, what? There were inconsistencies in design work, and cleanup artists were like, oh, I guess we have these three options. Which one are we all going to clean up into?
1: Oh, that's gross.
0: Yeah, this movie... This movie was not cheaply made, but the movie we got had an enormous amount of waste at the start of it.
1: Yeah, that checks out. So, uh, I mean, yeah. It still looks nice, it just also is tangibly cheap. Uh-huh.
0: And you'll note that the stuff that looks the best is backgrounds and vistas.
1: I was going to say facial animation, mostly. Yeah, facial animation's really good. I That was what I found myself looking at and going, well, you know, they've still got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because all the blocking and everything is really boring, and
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, how many times do you see a camera move? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have exactly enough background for this shot, and we have none on either side, and you just gonna have to deal with it.
1: We did not get any of those uh, glorious, you know, let's animator turn around into the kind of shots. Oh
0: yeah, no, not consider the sanctuary shot in Hunchback.
1: <laughs> if, yeah,
0: if you put these things on a technological timeline and just look at the complication of the stuff that's in Hunchback, and then you say, by the way, two years and living canvas later, they made him for his new crew, (laughs) you would have this moment of, like, what, on their lunch
1: break? I was going to say, compare Tarzan. Yeah. Tarzan is a movie, I mean, uh, I doubt I'll forget when it came out now, because it'll forever be in the placement of, of this podcast and the previous season thereof. But I used to struggle to remember where in the process it had come out. Because it it's almost immediately followed by a series of this junk. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's a strange world. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if, if I said I didn't sort of mourn for the movie that it was gonna be. Yeah. I would have really liked to see that.
0: I'd really like to see Disney make that movie now. <laughs> and like, hire people related to the space yeah, and for whom it's their heritage, I reckon that could be cool.
1: Oh right, that's the other yikesy thing about this, I guess. Like, boy, is this a cast full of white people? Yeah, and that I was gonna say, and they're not even pretending. Well, I'm good if they were pretending. Yeah, it'd be kind of worse.
0: Yeah, like it's
1: <laughs> so uh, white cast doing white America jokes with white English person music with a white
0: king, like the type of king he is.
1: Oh, think oh, of all the yeah. ceremonial
0: stuff he does. It's all very. It's all very british it's you know who who launches boats by smacking the prow with a bottle of champagne oh
1: yeah all the sort of sight gags with it yep absolutely uh-huh. yeah
0: one final note on the animation and making sting refused to perform the opening song what do you think his objection was
1: uh i don't want to do an elvis impersonation
0: it's a song for an exciting young artist
1: oh okay.
0: i'm too old to oh, that's kind of cool. Tom Jones is eleven they... years older than Sting.
1: Oh God, it's Tom Jones! <laughs> I was going to say they got some old fucker to do it, didn't they? Between oh, between whoa. this
0: and Musies, that is all the Welsh acting I know of in Disney.
1: <laughs> Tom Jones Welsh? Yeah. Fuck me! It's it's a very American Welshman. Yes. Wow.
0: You're, you'll find that to appeal to the empire, uh... we often shed our own distinctive details. Ha. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Also on the voice acting he- element, like, I don't know, I don't think any of these are a surprise to you.
1: It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. No one's really doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. David Spade is hilariously camped for a movie that does the sort of no homo, ooh gay joke thing. Yep. Which, I mean, and especially with the lead-in with the whole pick-a-bride thing and, Immediately turns to fashion critique.
0: Yeah, you have a great personality. Yeah, dude. You're coming across a super straight
1: there. Yeah, That said,
0: um, there are two things I do look out for in the voice acting cast when I go through it. One of which is what did Frank Welker do this time?
1: Was Frank Welker a squirrel? Frank Welker is not in this. Ah! At all. That's why it's not a real Disney movie. There's no Frank!
0: Cummings and Charlie Adler show up alongside Frank Welker, <laughs> which in this case we don't obviously because we don't have a Frank Welker, but we do get a Jim Cummings and a Cass Susie.
1: Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't say Charlie uh, Charlie Adler is that common in Disney stuff. No. He got around a bit more, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the um, PlayScape Torment triad for me. <laughs> but yes, uh, can you take a guess, like, just given how small the cast of Cass is, Susie. can you even think of a sequence? Where you would have Jim Cummings and Kath Susie together uh, on set.
1: Is she doing a child voice? Are they doing the kids? No. Because neither of them sounds like them, but those two are voice chameleons. So. Yes, it's true. They're both very good at that. Um, A bit parts Is Jim Cummings the old man at the beginning?
0: Nope. No? Uh, you get Jim Cummings and Kath Oh, Susie. the diner! Yes.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: They're the birthday singers. And that's the thing. This movie is so frictionless... <laughs> You would have these moments of, like, who else is in this movie?
1: Uh, you know, not, not to downplay the voice contributions here, because I, like, what makes this film tolerable is Kronk and Isma, right? Like, yeah. we all know this. Arthur Kitt and Patrick Warburton make this movie. Yes. And and to
0: be fair, the David Spade-John Goodman dynamic is a very strong uh, be Yes, th-
1: there's some perfectly fine tent poles to hold up the comedy acting.
0: Yeah, but John Goodman... Has shown to me time and time again, he's very funny as the person standing where funny shit is happening. (laughs) Like, he's really good at not necessarily the straight man, but at, like, his his type of comedy is always going to have that certain robustness to it. Whereas, Yzma and Kronk, like, they're full wacky races
1: in this shit. It's true, it's true. I mean, not that John Goodman is doing comedy in this. Like, I I can't really think of jokes that Parcher gets. He's basically just here to be sincere. And the goodest boy. Yeah. Like he really is essentially a flawless character.
0: I mean, he does he does withhold an honest truth from his wife.
1: Oh which... yeah, okay. Yeah. He doesn't lie to anyone else, but he does lie to his wife, which is a bit
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Which yeah, you know, that
0: sucks. Anyway.
1: It does suck. We never deal with the repercussions of that either, do we? Like we don't get the moment where she finds out and is like, When well, are you gonna tell me this? Yeah. And I get that.
0: Like, this movie is clearly not about that, because this movie doesn't care about most women, so...
1: Yeah, it would have been better if they'd hand it in a different way, like, just, uh, why not? I'll tell you in the morning. Why yeah. not? I just want to enjoy myself. I'm really tired. Let's talk about it later. Yeah, and just, There's a lot of ways he could have fobbed it off without lying.
0: And imagine just how interesting it would have been if he'd said, look, I don't have the emotional energy to talk about it right now. Let's just have a nice night together, and have his yeah. wife go... Oh, okay, I get that, and I understand that you need that.
1: Imagine the weird maturity of that moment in this movie. I think that <laughs> it would, would have be been incredible. Ridiculous. I would have loved to see
0: that. Uh, yes, and that is me running out of making an animation in voices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think I have much to add. Uh, I have a grand thesis. Really? What did you find in this movie to build a grand thesis around? I literally just scribbled
0: down "Death to Kings."
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the real best version of this movie is a movie where he's like, "Ah, maybe I was a shit emperor, and I shouldn't go back because people are genuinely better off without me, and I have realized that I am better off not being an emperor. I have been greatly improved by not being emperor anymore." Yep, but you know that's a bit mature for Disney in the two thousands.
0: Yeah, it's it's the same, you know. Good king versus bad king still is a conversation that implies the threat, it implies the usefulness of kings. <laughs> so, yep, mm. there you go. Just go check the other times where I said death of fucking kings. I think I think I get really into it in Lion
1: King. Yes, we were very mean to the Lion King, given how much we both liked it. Uh, historically, uh, what was I gonna say? I do not like framing device Cusco in this. Yeah. Even with the tone that we wound up with, even accepting that this is a wacky comedy, intensely tuned movie uh, for Disney standards, I fucking hate Emperor Narrator, and I think he was a terrible choice. We talked about the
0: um, we talked about the weakness of narrators in these musical movies, and I know this isn't a musical movie, but there was a point. Hell, it's nuts.
1: I mean, I can see the holes where songs might have gone.
0: Yeah, like that trail we blaze.
1: I suppose I should be glad that they didn't get Sting to write a point of view song that he would then perform in place of the character singing in a weird 80s soft rock style. Um, that that would have been worse. I'd rather have no songs than fucking Phil Collins ruining Tarzan songs. It is
0: kind of amazing to look back upon like those five movies where they got the model right and just how easily and quickly they threw that model out the window. <laughs>
1: It's It's been really upsetting in, in retrospect. Like, I don't think the early ones are disqualified from counting, but, like, we did have a lot of them where we were like, well, it's got songs in it, but that's not really the same as being a musical. Yeah. And there's only sort of maybe three classic ones that are actually musicals, and then there's the Renaissance, which is better at codifying Disney than classic Disney ever was, apparently. What we're saying,
0: Disney, is higher, more gays.
1: <laughs> well yes uh, when we consider that this was largely ashman's fault howard ashman mm. yeah um you know yeah clearly you needed more gay mm.
0: you want to hear what i've got in my one entry for whateverland?
1: <laughs> sure i literally have no whatever land
0: this whole movie is painfully meta
1: yeah it's kind of what you've got left
0: well Okay, cool. Uh, wanna talk about
1: capitalism? I hate that song.
0: It's terrible. I and I, I don't have your native and quite reasonable hatred of Tom Jones. There are Tom Jones songs I like.
1: <laughs> I, I hate Tom Jones. I dislike Tom Jones even more when he's doing a Weird Elvis impersonation. Yeah. I dislike a Weird Elvis impersonator being in a movie about an a I'm gonna say Peruvian king. Incans,
0: so, like, the national borders we would
1: use now don't really apply. Well, okay, but I also couldn't have told you where the <laughs> Incan Empire yeah. was. No, I look, I know it's South American. That's yeah. all I know. I'm just looking at llamas. Where do llamas go? Fair. It's just not like any of the stuff in this is authentic. God, the scene where Isma smashing the busts of the king, and they're all in, like, fucking classic Greek, perfect realism yeah. stuff. <laughs> sure is what I cannot listen. like. <laughs> oh my god. The more I think about it, the angrier it's making
0: me. <laughs> and that's that invisible ink. That's that we didn't even <sighs> think about that moment.
1: Uh, sure. trying to find something nice to remark on about this one. I like the henchmen changing into animals yes. for a, a final combat slash chase scene. That's kind of cool. They couldn't afford to animate a Final Combat slash chase scene, so yeah. just sort of got two cuts of them running from place to place as animals, but whatever, it's a fun idea. I like it. It's it's good. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you buckled up for the capitalism then?
1: Yeah. Alright, let's do it.
0: What do you think the budget was like for this?
1: <laughs> it's a lot more than it looks like. Huh, yeah. Because they've had all of these uh, like they said, you like you said, tremendous amount of wastage up front, which is still going to get factored in. So, like, I'm going to say it costs, what was the last thing we saw? Dinosaur. Oh, dinosaur. Well, that's not an accurate point of comparison. About as much as Hercules. Um, so the point of comparison I had for it is dinosaur, because you got to
0: remember they gave us an official number of how much dinosaur costs. The they t- did, but... Science, yeah.
1: That's what I'm going to say. We can't, inclu- we can't compare it to dinosaur, because dinosaur had absurd, esoteric costs. Yeah. So I'm comparing it to the last thing we saw that looked kind of like it, which was you know, Four a normal Disney movie. Yeah, all right. Movies. Four movies. Four movies ago. It's gotta be cheaper than Tarzan, because Tarzan was very pricey.
0: This movie cost a hundred million to make.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> I would demand my money back.
0: What do you reckon the take was? Uh,
1: um God. I mean, this reviewed very poorly at the time. And people who like Disney movies for being Disney movies hated it. Did the only question is like, did it pick up a weird following when it was in theaters, or did that only come later when it was cheap and home available and widely pirated?
0: Well, that won't come up in the box office numbers I have. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like,
1: did did it gain its current popularity while it was in cinemas? Like, did the people who like it go and see it a couple of times because it is probably a really funny rewatch? you you like it.
0: You're fishing for hints, huh?
1: No, I'm reasoning myself through this, and I'll thank you not to rush me. It's not like there's anything else in this fucking episode. You're not wrong. Uh. Yeah, couple hundred million, nothing exciting.
0: This made 169 million.
1: Ooh! That's so little for a Disney. This is 2000s Disney movies, and it made, like, pre 90s numbers. It made.
0: More than Oliver and Company, and less than everything else, aside from Fantasia 2000, which is minimal. It's even running, it doesn't count. But the big thing is, this yeah, made 180 million dollars less than Dinosaur, and Dinosaur was not popular. So here is here is the complications that come up here. First things first, just just to tease this movie and make fun of it, uh, it placed fourth in its opening weekend, behind <gasps> Oh No, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey? What yeah. What women want. Ugh. And Dude, where's my car?
1: <laughs> you lost to a stoner comedy. It also lost ground because it was
0: competing against a hundred and two Dalmatians.
1: Oh yes. This is the era of the very first live action remakes.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. So
1: Yeah. I hate everything Disney was doing in this period, don't I? I just can't stand them.
0: This was not a good year. Oh This was a year of experiments and a lack of respect and one of the estimates I saw, which ultimately is just an estimate, but the estimate was that the Richard Aller period of Kingdom of the Sun ate seventy five million in budget. In that case, that means that Emperor's New Groove got made
1: for twenty (laughs) five million It's like a thirty million dollar movie, so that's pretty decent. In one year. I mean, if it was only comparing against that for its take, it wouldn't look so fucking sad.
0: No, but on the other hand, a, a good rule of thumb is that a movie spends equal to its budget uh, for for a blockbuster. It spends equal to its budget on marketing, and if it costs yeah, one hundred million to make and one hundred million to market, and they made one hundred and sixty nine million, technically this movie made a loss.
1: I'd believe it. Yeah. I I mean, they did. They marketed this the same way they marketed you know, the the Disney movie for the year. Yep. And they were, like, people were still high on the, the Disney-ness of it all. But I remember this landing like an absolute wet fart when the poster score popped up. Like, we were like seriously, this is, this is the Disney?
0: Well, you mentioned a wet fart, and I just want you to know, this movie got re-screened in cinemas. It has a second cinematic run. Really? To celebrate its 20th anniversary.
1: I guess it's 20 years old now. In
0: January 2021. Oh no. Where it made... Oh no! $340,000.
1: We can't really hold that against Yeah, you know, that's,
0: that's not its fault. That's just the colossal bad luck of trying to have a 20th, a 20th anniversary cinematic event in theaters during a fucking pandemic.
1: Like, I would have said that was actually kind of a good idea. Because, like, a lot of people really like this movie now yeah like it's weird and bad but it's fun in a way you don't get out of any other disney movie like ever so if this is what you want then you're gonna go watch this
0: it's also kind of hercules perfected like you might notice i dumpstered hercules like hercules made me angry this movie is the same sense of humor the same delivery and even the same one-sided oh america gets to recreate the world kind of bullshit But I didn't come out of this angry, and I did find it legitimately
1: funny. Well, this movie didn't moralize at you. That's part of it. Like, Hercules has some real fucking Christian narrative bullshit going on, and it also seems to think that its main character is a likable person. This movie at least realizes that its main character is a colossal asshole, and makes that the point. Not to quote Tism, An immense turd. Just an absolute unflushable turd. Yeah. And like, I think Kuzko's kind of cute. I saw the movie poster, and yes, I definitely was like, oh, this is the Disney, but I was also like, oh, he's kind of cute. Looks like a boy I've had a crush on since high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I promised myself I wasn't going to bring that up. He doesn't look that much like him anymore. <laughs> My friend is not a colossal butthole, so It's maybe. true. It's true. It's so one of the loveliest people I know.
0: So, yeah, that's that's it that we, we have run through the template.
1: Yeah, yeah, I it turns out you can have the kind of comedy Hercules was having, but don't pretend you're an adventure story and don't pretend you're a coming of age morality tale where you prove your worth. <laughs> just aim for the lofty heights of learn not to be a monkey.
0: So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll give you all an early mark and let you out of class early, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing more. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a hot date. You
0: can all go home and, and, and play in the pool.
1: <laughs> oh, but uh, be sure to show up here again tomorrow for our next lesson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> what comes after Emperor? Atlantis? Atlantis.
0: This is where we get into this season's good shit. because Because this season... This season is full of ambitious fuck-ups and, and like, deeply personal things for me. So, I I know full well the landmine waiting at the end of this train track. I know how bad this is going to get, but I am going to fucking enjoy the ride.
1: Look, we all know where we're headed. And, uh, you know, if we must be in the era of no darn musicals, those are for dumb babies. Then, like, at least we're gonna have some cool adventure fun, I guess? Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy that more than wacky races.
0: Harryhausen says, knock you out.